Food for Thought on News Talk 760 WJR is presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state. Here's your host, Dr. Phil Knight. Food for Thought is coming to you from Mackinac Island, where we gathered four great business leaders who are compassionate and concerned about creating food security across our state from a variety of different perspectives. Come back and join us here on Food for Thought. Welcome back to Food for Thought, sponsored by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Dr. Phil Knight here with Jerry Brisson, and in the studio in the, the trophy room here at the uh, Grand Hotel is Rick DeVore, the regional president for PNC Bank, both in Detroit and for all of Southeast Michigan. Rick, welcome to Food for Thought. Thank you. It's great Glad to be here. Anytime I'm with Jerry, that's a good thing. That's a good that's <laughs> glad, a, well. glad you're still saying that. It's been a few years. That's it. Well, it's um, last year when at this uh, at this conference, uh, PNC made a pretty big announcement in a session about a commitment to early childhood development, and um, and we had a conversation about how food security, particularly among children, affects those outcomes. And I guess really the first thing I'd like to ask you is why is this so important to you personally and to PNC? Well, it's pretty hard to, early childhood is one of the pillars of our philanthropy, but it's really hard to de-link nutrition and education. Right. You know, I'm not sure about you, but for me, school was pretty challenging. And if you can imagine just being there and your stomach is growling or you're not getting you know, proper right. food. One of the things that we've worked with cleaners with is really more around weekends and also summer. Mm. You know, because people that are on subsidized lunch programs, that is not available on the weekend. Right. That's not available during the long summer period. And so, you know, if we can get involved with cleaners and, and help fill that void, right. we think there's better outcomes on the education side. Absolutely. And I, I, I think educational outcomes is one area. And then behavioral issues, even in and at school, uh, you know, we're, we're in a country that, that really makes fun of a very serious issue. And I just remind you to think back to the last Snickers commercial that you saw. Yeah. It, you know, uh, they're, they're not themselves. They're, and then they, somebody gives them the Snickers, and all of a sudden they become okay. And that's really demonstrating the pain of hunger. Right. And if we can create food security, we solve hunger. Yeah, with all due respect to that company, it's probably not the... The thing to fill the void, right? Right. And, uh, you know, but uh, it, it's also kind of an oxymoron when you think about it. A country as rich in resources as we are, and we still have people that go hungry. And that's one of the big concerns that PNC Bank and myself personally have right now, and I've talked to Jerry about this, is there seems to be this, whoa, we got through this mentality, everything is okay, and right. everything is not okay. And I think complacency is, I think, is an issue. And you're seeing this across the board in my mind with, you know, giving to, uh, you know, people writing checks to not-for-profits, people assuming everything is okay, happy days are here again. Right. I mean, if you think about it, Detroit has a long history of this roller coaster ride of thinking everything is okay. Wow, I'm never going to do that again. And then we 
right. do it again. So I think this complacency issue that you know Daniel House kind of underscored in his uh, Detroit News article the other day, I think is is pretty evident. It touches a lot of things. Uh, education is not okay in its current state. Right. Nutrition is not okay in its current state, and we got to stay vigilant about you know trying to get at these issues. Well, and one of the things I think that we're trying to focus on is that. It's cheaper to solve hunger now than to solve the consequences of hunger later. And one of the reasons I think uh, we've gotten such good support from you and from your people is because you get return on investment pretty well. No, we do. And I mean, you would hope so, right? Yeah. And uh, and I think that you bring so much of that to the table with us as well. The, a clearer understanding of, look, we're going to pay something for having these issues. The question is, when do you want to pay it? When it's cheapest? Or when it's most expensive. Right. No, you're absolutely right, Jerry. You know, we talk about a dollar in early childhood education is about a $12 investment. What's no different on the nutrition side as well? You're right. You deal with these uh, post-high school issues, if you will, in nutrition. Mm -hmm. It's a lot better to get at that, you know, in pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, right? Right. Um, But I think it does underscore, you know, our challenge in education is we need not only to deliver the curriculum, but you have a real challenge on wraparound services, which nutrition, you know, being one of those. And been known since the 1950s. I mean, this isn't new, right? And so what we have to get better at is showing the impact and drawing that bottom line clearly so the community can understand, look, we're not just talking about a problem. We're talking about solutions that drive a better community to live in and a cheaper government to run and better schools and a lot of other things that are so deeply connected to children just not getting enough nutrition. Right. No, you're right. You can look at incarceration as another example of sure. pay me now or pay me later, right? And if you can get at nutrition and education, it you know, changes those dollars. Maybe we can reinvest those dollars in nutrition programs, right? Not in prison systems. But. So I know another thing that you've talked about just personally is how great it is to work for a company that believes this with you Mm -hmm. and that you know when you look at where do you want to do your career isn't it important and and meaningful to your employees to be engaged in this issue and to be on the forefront of taking care of it there's no doubt about it it is an absolute privilege um, to have my job and you know I get that not everybody gets to do regional president job the way I do at PNC Bank and if you look at the commitment from the top of the house all the way through it's real and from a shareholder standpoint it pays for itself because on the margin we're able to attract and retain employees because of our what I call moral compass and um, you know 40 hours paid time off every year for if you give your time in early childhood that's real significant and I think it gives a sense of belonging yeah, and it's something you can point to that there's no question it's needed and you're not going to get a lot of people going, why do we do that? Right. No, you're right. You're right, Jerry. So, yeah. so It's about a, co- a corporate culture. So it, it you know, I mean, what you're describing to me is I would call it a, a, a corporation or a company with a conscience. Mm-hmm. No, it sounds like that's what you There's created. no doubt about it. We, yeah. we just had, well, at Jerry's uh, Women's Power Breakfast, we had the head of our cyber and technology group uh, speak at this. She used to be at a competitor that I'm not going to name. Right. And she articulated that she came to PNC Bank at the end of the day because of our moral fiber. Right. That's what attracted her 
um, you know, to Pittsburgh, our headquarters. Uh, her husband was an attorney. Wow. He stopped practicing to become kind of caregiver. That is that gives you the power of, you know, to me on the margin, you win these ties, if you will. Right. And and it's not something you can always uh, taste, touch, or smell, but it is something that people feel. No, no, no doubt about it. And you know, we if you look at our shareholders, they're really a reflection of our communities we live in, our employees reflection of that as well we have to be able to serve a very diverse group yeah so our goal in this show is to change the conversation about food security in the state and we have two prongs to that the first one is to convince people that we're not alone in this that there's an awful lot of people that understand this has to be fixed and as long as we can come up with credible solutions they're in the game with us right that is leading to the second part which is this is solvable It's solvable. It's solvable in pieces, especially when you can prove out the bottom line. Having your support both on our board as well as as a company nationwide on this issue is critical to both those things. And I just want to say thank you deeply from us. You're you're doing a great job helping to lead this, and and we're just so grateful. you're, You're a great leader. You're one of the few people that I know, if you think about it, that really desires to work himself out of a job. Absolutely. And eradicate hunger. And, you know, you've told me that yourself before. And he said, I would be successful if I'm not necessary. Right. And it's, um, you know, it's really uh, great work that, you know, Glenys does. He's Rick DeVore, the regional president for PNC Bank in Detroit and southeast Michigan. And, Rick, I have to say thanks for being on Food for Thought, but especially thanks for investing your one handful of life and helping us create food security all across Michigan. You're welcome. Glad to be part of it. Great to have you. It's Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight on WJR. Get in touch with the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Visit fbcmich.org. Once again, here's Dr. Phil Knight. Welcome back, everyone, to Food for Thought. Jerry Brisson is here with me. We're in the trophy room at the Grand Hotel here on Mackinac Island. And with us today is Paul Hilligans, the CEO for the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. And, Paul, welcome to the trophy room, the Mackinac Policy Conference. But most of all, welcome to Food for Thought. Oh, thank you, Phil and Jerry. It's good to be with you both. So, Paul, let me just ask that. Uh, it is so obvious by your life and leadership, uh, both when you were serving in different capacities through the state as co- one of the only co-speakers and, and all of the times that you've given your life to the citizens of Michigan, now as the CEO of the Michigan Health Endowment Fund, children and food security is a passion for you and a priority for the endowment fund. And I just want to know, why is that? Well... Uh, First of all, we have a legislative mandate. We were created by state law in 2013, and our mission by law is the health and wellness of children and seniors Hmm. and the reduction of health care costs. And and for that um, uh, purpose, it it has been really um, avoiding hospitalization, avoiding um, getting into the health system by healthy living. And, And so... Our board uh, put together a strategic plan and decided that, especially with our focus on children, we should look at nutrition and healthy living um, because early intervention, starting with good 
healthy living habits uh, will affect a lifetime of health. And, and, and nutrition is so essential. Uh, we know that about 15% um, of the children in Michigan deal with food insecurity. Right. And food insecurity is about not having adequate access to healthy food, produce. Wow. Um, it's about uh, not having access to the preparation of, of food. Um, and then you're dealing with the issues of obesity and related um, conditions like diabetes yes. and health or heart problems, lifetime problems that can add to health care costs and, and a poor quality of life. So intervening early and dealing with nutrition is, is necessarily part of our mission. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out of this conversation for just a minute, and I'll tell you why. Because Jerry is piloting some extraordinary work into this field, and I know that you and your team, Lori Solotoro, uh, and Jerry have been having some tremendous conversations about how we can make an impact in this area. And driving costs down for all of us has been a priority. Right. And, in fact, you look at the triple aim of healthcare: patient health, population health, and low cost. And so the conversations we've been having all over the healthcare space is to take that triangle and put food in the middle of it yes. and say, now, is there anything you could put in that triangle that's going to have more impact on those three things? That combined with most prescription drugs say take with food. So if you're getting any kind of health care treatment that requires food as part of your treatment plan, but you don't get that food as part of your treatment plan, what's happening to you? What's happening to you physically? Now, you drop that down to the level of children yeah. who really don't have control over that themselves. They're, they're, mm. I don't want to say children are helpless. Children really do an amazing amount of things to 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 survive in, in what they need to do. Uh, but nonetheless, they depend on us to know, hey, you need food with that medication, right? So all those things put together has created a whole strategic plan around how do we engage healthcare and show that healthcare wins when food security is solved. Really critical and important to our future and to the future of food security in the state. Indeed, um, and and there's a lot of interest around the state. Our our board um, did a listening tour around the state in every corner of Michigan. Um, we heard from communities where the concerns about obesity, lack of access to good food, and its impact on health is a primary concern. And I think we want to point to something that you've already helped do, and that is worked with every food bank in the state to improve our ability to deliver healthy food to. How many partners, Phil? To 2,900. The network is 2,900 different partners across the state. The, one of our goals is to do evaluation of the grant making we're doing, and you have some amazing metrics um, as a food bank council on yeah. how many people you've reached, how many sites you're at, taking food to where people in need are. Well, and that continues now. I mean, uh, you know, we have the two data projects that we're working on that we can map all of Michigan to create uh, a map of where are the food security people living. And, you know, now the food banks can take that map and deliver resources based on need, not based on anything else. And you're measuring um, how people react to the services you're providing. Um, yes. Does it make a difference in their lives? And, and I've seen numbers that are very impressive about how it's changing behaviors. 
That is the point of innovation. You, you don't innovate to innovate, you innovate to learn. And innovation to learn drives the next innovation. And so when we talk about getting to an end game on hunger, where you can actually imagine a community where it's solved, that's the step-by-step process. And working with you as someone who's willing to invest in the front end when we still don't know right. is really important to that process. We sure. really couldn't get to the end game without you. Yeah. Well, we certainly appreciate what the what food banks across the uh, state are doing but we're all still learning, too. Yep. Um, how can we expand and increase our impact? Yeah. Well, I, I think that you personally and your leadership at the Michigan Health Endowment Fund and thereby your board of directors and your team that you've assembled and everything, it is a value. And you do sit in a very unique space because of what you said, Jerry, in that we can come to you and say, okay, this is what we think, and here's yeah. why we think it, but... We're not sure, but we think this is what we're going to learn. And you've been willing to trust us and partner with us and invest with us. And there's not a lot of folks willing to do that, to be honest. One of our values is we need to take risks. Um, We need to innovate. Um, We're not always going to succeed at what we do, but we'll learn from our failures, too. Hmm. Um, And the whole goal um, of our our grant-making and partnering with organizations um, is we learn in a way that we hope will inform public policy. We can't do it alone as a nonprofit sector. Right. Um, we need the public sector to be engaged. But the public sector, in order to have support, needs to do things smarter. And I think what we learn can help government do things smarter. And a really important time yeah. for that conversation because there is a lot of confusion uh, at in, in lots of places around government programming and what really works and what doesn't work. And I think those are... We in the in the in the nonprofit side of this that are performing the services have got to get smarter about knowing our impact. If we want policy to support our work, we have to support policymakers with good information. Exactly, and and we need to tell our stories as well. It's not just data, um, but it's the stories of how the work we do is impacting people. So we welcome that challenge, and, and we welcome and are truly grateful for your support in helping us get to that level where we can provide what we need to provide so that we can really imagine a hunger-free community. We all, we all work towards that end. Thank you. That's absolutely. Paul Hilligans, who is the CEO for the Michigan Health Endowment Fund and a, a, a great leader, an innovative leader, and a, one who's willing to take risk. And we appreciate you, your life, and your leadership. Thanks for being with us, Paul. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Jerry. Yep. Great to have you. Jerry and I will be right back here on Food for Thought. Listening to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Welcome back, everyone, for, to Food for Thought. Rachel Hurst is the Public Affairs Manager for the Kroger Company of Michigan. And you're here on the island with us. And Rachel, welcome to Food for Thought. Hi. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. It's, it's great to have you. It's obvious that food security, creating food security, is very important to Kroger. Yes, absolutely. Tell us why. 
You know, when you think about Kroger being a community partner, um, it's not just having a store in the city to provide groceries for those. It's being, we have a moral obligation as a company to provide food for hungry people Mm. and to be as large as we are and to not help fight hunger and have not only zero hunger, but zero waste. And what are we doing about that? Wow. Yeah. Zero waste. That that is, that's another side of the equation that Mm -hmm. we don't talk about often. Yep. Um, so my co-host is here, and I think you know this gentleman, Jerry Brassard. <laughs> He's the CEO at Gleaners Community Food Bank, and I know you guys have a very strong partnership. We do. And, you know, Jerry is obviously one of the strongest leaders, and his vision aligns with the vision of Kroger so much and what he does to lead, you know, Gleaners and, and how we feel for Kroger. It's just a seamless partnership. Wow. And we've always believed and have experienced directly that uh, we win. We win together. Absolutely. You know. So when when the people that we work with get the food they need, they're better customers too. Yep. But they're also the whole community is improved. You know, there's less stress. There's there's more um, opportunity for people to be successful. And Kroger hires a lot of people. And so having a, a better pool of people to pick from and people that want to stay at work, I mean, all of that is connected to food security. It is. And, and when we mention it being a community partner, it's, it's also the brand of Kroger. And, what are, and when people think of the company, it's what are we doing good in the community? And it's people, and again, you know, with hiring and retention for a company, it's, it's building that brand of being the person in the company that we want to shop with. And, you know, what we do to build a foundation and, and to fight hunger, it's, it's building a foundation for children who are hungry. They're, the, they're our future. So when you, when you think about fighting hunger and feeding families, you're feeding children and they are, they're our future. Absolutely. She's Rachel, Rachel Hurst. She is the public affairs manager for the Kroger Company of Michigan. And Rachel, I, I just want to ask you, do you guys see that uh, food insecurity, particularly among the children, when you're talking about, edu- you know, this conference, we talk a lot about educational outcomes for children and workforce development, what's coming. Well, how do you guys see the role of creating food security and how that's going to affect the future of Michigan? It's, it's a big deal. When you're sending kids to school hungry, they're not focused. They're not getting an education. They're, it's, it's a whole, it's the root cause of a problem that we need to be at the forefront for. Mm-hmm. We need to be there to, to fight food insecurity for children and families to build that future and that foundation. And that goes along with education. Food insecurity education is hand in hand. I think a lot of education, um, it's a it's awareness as well. So what are we doing as a company to build awareness of the reality of what's happening in Michigan? Right. Exactly. Well, I, so I'm going to cover just a couple things that people just should know. When Kroger talks about being at the table, they are really at the table. Volunteers, board members from Kroger, uh, you you have programs in the store that you work with us so that you engage every single person that's walking in and out the doors several times a year, bringing hope to the table, which is another huge effort that Kroger does. I mean, you are certainly one of the companies who has made the strongest commitment to this issue, not just in Southeast Michigan, where we work together, but statewide and even nationwide. It is true. We work with uh, six major food banks across the whole state, mm-hmm. and I'm partnering with, you know, uh, uh, food bank 
of America. And, and honestly, so what we do with bringing hope to the table and a lot more to come this year. We've got some exciting news rolling out in November in our, our efforts to going towards uh, zero hunger and zero waste moving into 2018. And Jerry, I can't, I can't let the secret up yet, but you're going to love it. <laughs> okay. There's a uh, teaser for you. It, it is, it is uh, more to come, but we're going to um, have a, a whole uh, year round plan moving into 2018 to, to fight that. So it's going to be great, but we do a lot. And, you know, we have towards the end of the year when it's the time of giving and everyone wants to give towards the end of the year. What we really need to do is how do we fight it year-round? People are hungry year-round. Mm. So we have to give more than just November, December, right? So we have, you know, our From Hearts to Homes uh, program where we have pre-packed bags of food, uh, 5 and $10 increments, where people can buy those and, uh, you know, they can feel like they're giving as well and uh, feel good about what they're doing, and it's easy. It's seamless. So um, I think, we, you know, we start that in November. We go through November, December, in January, which Jerry, you're, you're well aware of the uh, pounds of food that are given, but it gives the people in the community the opportunity to help along with us. And we have a big cereal drive coming up. Huge. And, you know, just to remind people, during the summer when school is out, kids who get free and reduced meals at school aren't getting those meals. Mm-hmm. And so we have a huge initiative that Kroger's helping us with. And again, hopefully we'll, uh, yeah. we'll add a little milk to that cereal. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it, you're right. It's all year round that these efforts have to happen. Yep. And you don't just say it, you do it. And that's the part, exactly what you just said. We can't just say we're going to do it. We can't just come up with these plans. We have to execute the plan and fight hunger. Right. It's, I can stand behind a microphone all day long and say, yeah, Kroger is going to be at the forefront. But are we really there? And what are we really doing to, to, to help that awareness and fight hunger? And what a difference it makes and continues to make. I also want to um, talk about the importance of being on our board. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do think that one of the most important ways that we raise champions for this work is to get people deeply involved in the organization to see what we're doing. And it's so affirming to us to have... Uh, Kroger at the table for us. It's our 40th anniversary. You've been with us all but maybe the first year or two. Um, Right on our board, helping the organization develop from less than a million pounds a year to over 40 million pounds of food distributed a year. And it's that long-term commitment and partnership and Kroger, when we did our announcement at the the January food drive end, what was that number? Oh gosh, it was what, 2.8 million a year a from year. Kroger right <clears throat> that is a huge commitment and that's just southeast michigan and yeah. that's just for for the yeah this area yeah. Kroger michigan yep so i mean you know that's an incredible amount of work and commitment and we're just delighted to continue to work with you on this we love it Rachel Hurst yes. from Kroger, thank yes. you for being with thank us. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's exciting to have you, and uh, it's obvious that uh, the value of Kroger isn't uh, creating food security is a non-negotiable for you guys. So thank you very much for investing in us and through us and with us as we work to create food security across Michigan and Absolutely. take hunger off the table. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you. It's Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight. Welcome back to Food for Thought. We're here in the Grand Hotel inside the Trophy Room with Rick Hampson, the president of Citizens Bank. 
And Rick, welcome to Food for Thought. Thank you. Glad to be here. So uh, Jerry Brisson here, our co-host and uh, CEO at Gleaners, um, speaks so highly of you and your commitment to this issue, uh, both for citizens and you personally, for creating food security across the state. So I guess the first question I really got to ask you is, why is it so important to you? Yeah, so um, so the hunger topic is one of the most important um, pillars, really, of, of our community giving at the bank. Um, Jerry's become a great friend of mine. The effort on hunger that he's he's taken on all his life has been fantastic. For citizens, it's, um, it's one of our key focus areas. For me, why it's so important is the young people that... Um, are going to be our future leaders need to have um, all the resources, food included, to, to be able to be there and be, be learning in the schools because we need them to get educated and be our future leaders uh, in the state of Michigan. Well, you know, we think about it uh, from our studies across the state, Rick, that 22%, that's one in five kids, are food insecure. And I, for me, I, I, I cannot imagine having to grow up under that toxic stress of what am I going to eat today, and what am I going to give my kids tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's such an unfortunate thing. And Gleaners, what they do on this topic, are it's, it's fantastic. And I look at Jerry, and I just smile every time I see him because he's so dedicated to the topic or to this issue. And, um, yeah, they, these kids need these resources, and food being one of the most important things that they need to have in order to be learning. So it's um, anything that we all can do. Um, you know, to help this. And in our case, the hunger-free summer program, hmm. something that Gleaners came up with, and it's so logical, but it hadn't been done before. And we're the the proud sponsor of that. And you know, I love every bit of that program. Well, and it drives the next piece of this for us. Changing the conversation about food security in our state is why we're doing this program. And hunger-free summer was an innovation seven or eight years ago. So. We identified at the time that one of the reasons we saw so many more people coming to the pantries during the summer is because kids are out of school. Now, you'd think we would have known that earlier, but it took us a little while. But once we figured it out, we went to a business partner, uh, and you're that partner, and said, look, we've identified this problem. We know that the return on this investment would be huge. You're a bank. You understand return on investment probably better than anyone. So... Can you work with us to figure this out? Now, at the time, we went from zero meals, right, per being provided by the program, to now well over two million me meals in the summer and growing. Now, wow. when, that's a lot. That's a lot. And that was an innovation. That was part of getting to the next level of food security, and we're not done there yet. So the, the trick to this pony is how to continue to innovate until the problem is solved. And we fundamentally believe we can, and we can do it with leadership like yours. You know, what I would say is and I've observed um, all the things that Gleaner's doing is, is doing as a board member now. Jerry asked me to join the board, and I've joined it. I've been thrilled to be on it. Um, we got a chance as a board to tour all the different um, food venues, if you will, so the mobile pantries, the schools, um, and, you know, the actual distribution facilities. And it was a fantastic way for me as a board member to see everything that, that the organization is doing. And it's, it's, as you say, it's innovative because things like uh, the mobile pantry at um, Southwest Solutions, for example, where, um, you know, veterans are there and they can't easily get to a, a grocery store. You bring it to them in an affordable way and it's, it's fantastic. Well, there's some points where I think uh, we're, 
we are drafting a lot on what the innovation, and Jerry is definitely a thought leader across the nation about how do we get to the next level of food security. But the thing that keeps me a little humble about it is um, we look at all these innovations, and, I, and then I remember it. It took us about 100 years to put wheels on a suitcase. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, so I, 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 it keeps me humble. But at the same time, I think your point is exactly right, Jerry, in that the next idea leads to the next innovation. And that takes us another step toward creating food security across the state. And I, I just have to say, I don't get to say this to you very often, but I thank Rick for the opportunity to say thank you to you and your team and the innovations that you're driving, not only here in Michigan, but also across the nation. Well, I appreciate that. And I will say, as Rick was saying, those ideas come from the strategic conversations at our board level and we have business people from a pretty good cross-section of the community we you know from healthcare, from certainly the banking industry from Kroger and 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 the food retail community from wholesalers I mean you know we have a lot of really smart people at the table really challenging us yes. to get to that place and so working together um, to say okay now who wins next who's the next big winner when this problem is solved and how important is it to have this conversation when we're looking at probably some pretty big cuts to programs at the federal level that help the people we help now I will say this if you can't prove the impact you should be challenged you should be. We all have to be smarter about how we get to the bottom line and really drive return on investment. We have to be smarter at that. And we're getting smarter at it. And not and again, the money's important, the charity's important. But it's the business mindset and the constantly looking at impact that really makes us strong. And you play a big role. You're on our finance committee, so you're looking at those things. You went on the bus tour. You're part of Hunger Free Summer. You get to see those kids. You brought your family down. I, I love bringing the family down. So my, my kids, actually, something coming up, the, the kickoff for the Hunger Free Summer. I know my daughter's available out of school. My, my, I may pull my son out just to see what goes on there and just get a flavor for what how important the topic is and what you do. And one other thing I was going to say is what I love about Gleaners is, is how you're listening to your customer base, those in need of the food, and not just providing anything. You're providing healthy, more nutritious, um, lots of things that in the way they want to receive it, you're listening and doing that versus, hey, here's, you know, here's sustenance. You're, you're doing it in a really creative and thoughtful way. That's really important to hear. I, I'm going to give a shout-out to our other six in, uh, food banks uh, because they do those things too. And I'm, it's great that you have that experience with us, but I want to give a lot of credit to the other food banks across the state who are listening better as well. And it's from, from that kind of work that innovation is driven. Yeah, so you think about uh, one of the things that you say often and, uh, is you have to give people the food not only that they want, or what they need. It's got to be both. It can't be either or. And so I appreciate that. What you're saying, Rick, is that, yeah, we have to listen to our customer. Yep. We have to. I mean, if you stop listening to the customer, it's not going to go well, right? So at the, in the banking world. Exactly. No, and, and it, it, again, I observe Gleaners, and you're right, the other food banks do a fantastic job as well. But what I observe is Jerry just so passionate about it, for one, right. listening to what people want, and the, the healthy thing, you know, delivering, um, you know, more healthy solutions that people really need. And it's going to be the, you know, it's the future of our 
country, some of the young people that, that need this. So you think about how important the program is that you're sponsoring, Rick, and the Citizens Bank. Um, the great programs that we have, and we need the next level of innovation because when these kids come out of school and they're there in the summer, some of the programs that are designed to meet them are only meeting about 17% of the people of the kids who are eligible for free and reduced lunch. So that's great. That's 17%. Yay. All right. We could celebrate that. But if you don't have programs like what you're sponsoring to help that go to a higher percentage and involve more students, man, all the pro- progress we're making during the year gets lost in the summer. Right. No, completely agree. And I mean, quite honestly, just at the human level, when you go and do some of these functions that I get a chance to do with gleaners and you see the smile on the kids' faces, we're you know, providing games and, and you know, some fun for them. And then most importantly, the food to let them be healthy and learn and, and grow. He's Rick Hampson. He is the president for Citizens Bank here in Michigan. And Rick, I have to say thanks for being on Food for Thought, but also I have to thank, thank you. I hear the story about bringing your family down. Powerful example. And I got I to gotta thank you for being there. Well, thank you for having me. Loved it. Thanks for listening, everyone. I want to especially thank our guests today, Rick Hampson, Rick DeVore, Rachel Hurst, and Paul Hilligans. The Food for Thought for today is influencing the influencers. When four great leaders come together and coalesce around a pivotally important issue like food security, especially for children, like our four guests today, I'm proud to be a part of Food for Thought and this great mission of the Food Bank Council and our seven food banks across the state as we create food security for everyone. Thanks for listening. Come back and be with Jerry and me next week here on WJR. Food for Thought has been a presentation of Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state.